Are sky high fees making cash value life insurance a poor investment for you? Should you just buy term and invest the difference yourself? Let's get some perspective. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. We're so glad that you've joined us, whether it's video or audio. My name is Sean Peters, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Bob Barber. And today, we are going to be talking about the true cost of cash value life insurance, which, of course, goes by many different names, most common being whole life and universal life. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some scriptures that I think go really well with this and when it is actually useful versus when many times it gets sold. And so really the point of this is either it's for you if you're considering whole or universal life or probably someone that you know that hopefully this will help them make the right decision. So as with all things, we want to start with with scripture and we want to make sure that we equip people to make good financial decisions using biblical principles. So Bob, anything to add before we get into the scripture? Nope, I think we're ready. Okay. Luke 14, 28 through 29. Suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish it, everyone who sees it will ridicule you. So I want to say something here. The reason I picked this scripture, and we've used this scripture many times, mm-hmm. but one of the reasons is estimating the cost is talked about in the scripture. You've got right. to know the cost of something before you go into it, not after you're already in it. That's right. That's right. And our second verse, Proverbs 22, 3, the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. And you could pay severe penalties mm. with cash value life insurance, which we will talk about That's right. later. That's right. Okay. Cash value life insurance, unlike straightforward term life insurance, in most cases is sold as, number one, a retirement plan alternative. Number two, a college savings plan. Number three, bank on yourself plan. Four, a savings plan. And five, five, which in some cases, for very highly valued estates to cover estate taxes and other complex planning cases for taxes. That's about one-tenth of the population on that fifth one, by the way. That's right. Yeah. Okay? Because it means you're... Estate would have to probably be over $20 million before there's going to be an estate tax right. problem for so, a married couple. So any, anything we should know yet on that on those five, Bob? Not, not really, and I, but I know, Sean, that um, you know what got me excited about this was a couple of weeks ago, you sent me a video about mm-hmm. this bank-on-yourself plan. That's right. I think and, they, the current term that they're using is infinite banking. Oh, is that what they're using today? Yeah, I think because that's what the bank-on-yourself plan is what, what they were using 20 years ago. Yeah, it's the same thing, just slightly different name. We'll go into this. Um, and, but I think it's important that you know that this is how cash value life insurance is sold. And there's, right. there's four types of cash value life insurance policies. Their name, one is variable universal life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has to do with you can pick of any – you have your pick of sub-accounts that are yeah. like – S&P 500 index or large cap fund, small yeah. cap fund, It functions a little bit more like a variable annuity, for example. It does. Yeah. It does. Similar. Or even a 401k that has all your choices in right. it. Right. Okay. Uh, another one is indexed universal life. That came out when fixed indexed annuities mm-hmm. came out. Um, then we have universal life that came about, gosh, that's been around 35 or 40 years. Mm-hmm. 
a very, uh, it's kind of tied to the interest rates where interest rates are. So it may be getting more attractive today with interest rates being higher. And then the old kind of policy, whole life, life insurance, whole yep. life insurance has been around, I think probably a hundred years or longer. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's been around, it's built empires. I can tell you that <laughs> it's, it, you know, the, the, we, we share later in the program today, I was writing this, uh, thinking about this is that the largest, nicest buildings in America or life insurance buildings, life insurance buildings. And, it's almost and, like they're the making banking. money off yeah, of that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Exactly. When you think about cash value life insurance, there's a lot of fees and expenses, and that's what we're here to really educate you on. You know, we're here about, we're here about educating you with wisdom. That's right. So we're going to go through a lot of the cost of a cash value life insurance plan. Remember, that's just universal life, bearable universal life, whole life, or indexed um, universal life. The, the, the number one thing up, up front is that even before your money goes in, mm -hmm. Sean, there, there's an upfront premium load in sales charge yep. that, that compensates for the sales expenses. Mm -hmm. um, this is for marketing the policy. That's right. That's right. Um, the high commissions that are paid to the uh, life insurance agent that sells this. And also, most people don't realize this, there's state and local taxes that actually come with uh, cash value life insurance, mm -hmm. and they're deducted from every single payment made to the policy before it's even applied to it. So right up front, it's usually a five to a seven percent charge. Yeah, which is pretty high. Kind of look at that as when people have a mortgage payment. There's a it, earlier in the in the loan. There's obviously a, a pretty high percentage of the regular payment that goes to the interest. Mm -hmm. So you've got to pay well over and above that if you want to actually try to pay down the capital faster. So same thing here is you have that premium yet that you're paying, but there's quite a bit in fees. So if it's taken right off the top. So if you're paying, uh, you know, a, a $200 a month premium or payment, mm -hmm. as they call it premiums in the insurance industry, uh, then you, you could think about 20, probably around $20, $15, dollars of that is already just kind of taken off. That's right. The yep. table. Okay. Next are the ongoing administrative fees, which are can also that comes out too. So now you, right. you've had this upfront load come out. Yep. Yep. Now you've got this ongoing administrative fee that's used to pay the policy costs, all the accounting and the record keeping that goes into this. And, and these are usually deducted monthly or some cases it'll be annually, mm -hmm. which is another charge. That's right? right. So next number three, we have mortality and expense risk charges. Mm -hmm. So, when a life insurance company issues a policy, they estimate you'll live to a certain age based yeah. on your current age, gender, and health. A mortality and expense charge compensates them if the insured does not live to the estimated age. This charge is generally once a month. So now we're at three different charges, That's right? That's right. We're at three There's different charges. There's a lot being taken out, all right? Next is the like if the sub-accounts are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's high fund management fees. You, you'll, you'll notice that the fees are higher inside of a variable universal life. That's right. Than it is outside by itself or like an ETF that mm -hmm. you can buy really low, low cost yeah. out in the marketplace. Yeah. So, right. so effectively, it's, it's another fee where those funds that you're in, you're getting charged to be in those funds mm -hmm. within that life insurance policy. Charged a little bit more yeah. possibly than you are if you just gone direct Correct. to those yeah. funds. Okay. Yep. A little bit in there for the insurance company. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And then we have... We thought taxes were bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this just starts... It, it really starts taking out, you know, it's chipping away. Yep. More okay. and more and more chipping away. And then we, we do have, which is kind of like the mortality expense charge, but it's the actual life insurance cost itself, mm-hmm. which if you buy term and invest the rest, you're still going to have that life insurance cost. Yeah. Okay. But this is based on your age and your gender. Your underwriting classification, like how healthy are you when yeah. they're issuing the policy? Well, and of course, uh, this particular cost compared to term is also going to be quite a bit more expensive since term at least has a fixed term or period, mm-hmm. like the name implies. But with these different types of cash value life insurance, they, they don't have an expiration. So just just comparing apples to apples, it's still going to have a slightly higher insurance cost itself. And this, again, this charge is assessed monthly. That's right. So another monthly fee. And so the last one are high surrender charges and fees that are deducted from the cash value if you surrender or terminate the life insurance cash value policy during the surrender charge period. Yes. Which usually varies between 10 to 15 years. Fairly yeah, long time. That's a long time. It really yeah. is. So, you know, you you go you go put $20,000 or $50,000 in one of these, it could be a very, very long time yeah. before you can get that 50 plus all the earnings that it's making back. That's right. And they do that, obviously, because the insurance company doesn't doesn't really want you to right. pull the money back out or surrender it early. And you've got to evaluate um, all these all these different fees that, that go into it. It's very, very important to do that. I mean, the question is, should you buy cash value life insurance as a retirement college savings, bank on yourself, or savings type of plan. And Sean, in almost all cases, the mathematical answer to this question, you know me, I always say it's just math. That's right. Is a resounding no. Yep. No, you shouldn't. So in almost all cases, when you look at the math, the answer is no, you should not. Right. You're better off buying a much less expensive, Mm -hmm. straight term, you know, 10 or 20 year level term policy. I mean, you could even do 30 if you wanted, especially and, if you're starting younger. Yeah. Um, you know, when I, when it first started off with term, it was just annual renewable term. And then they went, you know, to the level 5, 10, 15, 20. And mm-hmm. now, yeah, you can go all the way 30 years out. Yeah. And, and if you're in your, your mid thirties, buy a 30 year term. Yeah. And they're going to, I mean, the prices are so much lower than buying whole life. Take that difference because you're buying it. It depends on the dollar. Oh, yeah. I got a 30-year term life insurance when Jen and I first got married, and so I'm still in my 20s. And, I mean, it it's super cheap. I, <laughs> I'd have yeah. to go look at the at the bill. But, I mean, it's very, very cheap. And then when I went to get an additional policy, another 30-year in my early 30s after Ronan was born, it, it was quite a bit more expensive, but still very cheap. You know, like it was more than what it was in my 20s, but still, even even in my 30s, getting another 30 year to add some additional coverage on there, just, in, you know, just in case something happens to me and, you know, the house gets paid off, the kids have money and uh, it's crazy how cheap it still is, even in your 30s. It's, so, not, it's, not, cheap at, it's not cheap at 61. Though, no, y'all, no. Okay? I'm, I'm there now, but... Thank goodness I don't need life insurance anymore. You know, the, the kids are out of the nest. We have adequate savings mm-hmm. and investments, so we don't we don't need we're we're debt free. We don't need life insurance anymore. Yeah. Um, well, that's really the the point when when that when you hear people say the buy term and invest the rest. The the reason for that's that what is we did is when you look at yeah. a, when you look at a chart and you're looking at o- over time. Basically, your term life insurance in this case is to help cover 
the assets that your family might need if something mm-hmm. should happen to you prematurely. But over time, as you continue to build your savings and your investment assets, that number will will be higher and higher than your term to where eventually when the term turns out, you don't need it. That's kind of the whole point. It's just the, to the help get you over is, that The whole difference. goal is you start off with this amount of insurance. Yeah. You, can see, you can see here, and, and you're this much in savings and they flip-flop. Exactly. And then the yeah. savings comes up here and you got your insurance yep. down here. And it makes sense because the older you get, oh, the yeah. insurance companies, there's mortality tables. They know you're getting closer. You know, we're all going to die someday. And the older you get, the less years you have. Right. So you're saying someone at 85 is more likely that they might not live another 30 years <laughs> than someone in their 30s? Exactly. Okay. All these expenses that we went over today are very important to understand and, and know. I do want to say this, though. There are some cases for those that want permanent life insurance. Mm-hmm. Where it makes sense. It makes sense, right? Yeah. Because you have a level premium your whole life. Um, also, if any health issues change, it's there with you. It's yep. not. It's not going away. Uh, other reasons may, like we mentioned at the beginning, if you have a, a major estate tax problem. But that's today, husband and wife together, you know, combined yeah. right estate planning. You have to be over twenty million dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. That, you know that's that means one tenth of the popu- population um, needs that. So if you need the life insurance for that, congrats. Yeah. You, you've done pretty well. <laughs> I do want to mention that there is, you know, 99% of the cases we're saying by that term, but in whole life, universal life, index life, um, there is a clear winner in in these policies, okay? You want to say who the clear winners are, Sean? Oh, in, in someone actually buying one of these cash value yeah, life yeah, insurance? Yeah, right. Yeah, the salesperson yeah. and the insurance company. Exactly. Because the salesperson like, gets the huge commission, uh-huh. the insurance company gets to collect uh, not just your premiums, but all the extra fees and expenses for years on end, like we talked about yep. before. It could be 15 years, even if you wanted to get out of it, or you pay a bunch of penalties. So, yeah. I mean, that's why, why do you think insurance agents and insurance companies love it so much? And that's one of the reasons that old, a good old farmer told me one time that the insurance companies and banks are built of marble and granite, and our homes are built of sticks and stones. <laughs> Okay. All right. So bottom line is count the cost. Like we said in the beginning, we just, the scripture we shared, count all the costs before entering into a cash value life insurance policy, mm-hmm. such as whole life, universal life, et cetera. And, and have a fiduciary fee-based advisor or CPA that does not sell life insurance. Yeah. Okay. There's no vested, there's no reason for them to analyze the real facts about what you're getting into. That's right. It's very, very important. Don't have don't yeah. have a commission based life insurance person. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a conflict of interest. You, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I know that maybe should seem obvious, but but the point is, is don't ask someone for advice about whether or not you should buy a product that they directly benefit significantly from financially. It's not a good idea. Fine, and, and they know. are taught, Sean, in classes after class how to make it look appealing. Yep. And they're, they're very good at what they do because they spend hours of teaching how to sell these policies. Yes, because okay? it's about selling the policy, mm-hmm. not what's doing right for the client. In the end, folks, life insurance is very important. That's right. It's very important mm-hmm. for somebody, especially like you, Sean. You're younger. You you haven't gotten to the millions yet. That's right. Um, or, or, even, or even the hundreds of thousands yet. Okay. <laughs> 
And and with that term policy, immediately you're covering your family. And right. I have seen many, many cases, because I've been around a long time in this business, over 30 years, and I've seen families saved where the breadwinner has had a unfortunate either accident um, or a, a disease like cancer strike them yeah. and take their lives. And thank goodness the life insurance was there. That's right. As a general rule of thumb, I always say multiply your annual income mm-hmm. times 10 to 15 times, and that's the amount of insurance you should need. Yeah. So if, if you're making 100000 a year, you need about a million to a million and a half of coverage. Yeah. And it's it's not going to be much and yeah. with a term policy. Go with a term policy. And by the way, don't forget to invest the rest. And I would, you know, say if you got a good 401k, invest in that 401k and take that match yep. your employer's giving and you. And max that out as much as you can. That's right. I hope this has been educational today. Yeah, hopefully. If this doesn't apply to you because you're not considering one of the cash value life insurance, I'm sure you know someone that is considering it or has talked about it, or will come up in conversation at some point. Yeah. So hopefully this will help them as well. All right. Well, thanks as always for joining us and God bless. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA, Christian Financial Advisors, a registered investment advisor registered with the SEC. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company 